Well, folks, once again, you're listening to this wonderful show that we call the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Jim, we've been doing this. Oh, i got to introduce you. That's my buddy that I'm getting ready to talk to. That is Jim. This is my inside voice, Nelson. Jim, how are you doing? I'm still doing better than I deserve. Better than, yeah, yeah. So I think we all are in this day and age. Goodness gracious. Oh, my. We're going to talk about that later. There's a lot of weird, wild, crazy, and sinful stuff going on in this country today. A lot of good stuff, too. Yep. A lot, yep, of, a lot of good stuff. That's so. one of the cool thing. Um, that there's a lot of there's a lot of good folks that are rising up to meet it, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of weirdos out there, yeah. and we're just two of them right here, but on a different level. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. So um, hey, uh, let's handle the business real quick. I gotta tell you, we've got a wonderful sponsor, Q Jim. Da, 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 da. That would be our corporate sponsor, McDonald's, because we all deserve a break today, especially today. So, yeah, I got to run into town later on today, and I, I might just have to hit myself up for a Geminator or a, or a Big Mac, um, or a modified Big Mac, which is what a, a Geminator is. It's actually a modified quarter pounder. So. I don't know if they what they do different, but something about having one big patty instead of two little ones. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're getting their beef from a different place, but I like the beef. I like all that beef in Good one stuff. place. Yeah. It is. You know, sometimes when I get a double cheeseburger, um, it's just a little bit, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it's a little bit too much meat. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had a burger that just was... Sacrilege! Yes, Sacrilege! I know. I need to... Re- Burn the unbeliever! Yes. Um, so... <laughs> But have you ever had a burger where you thought, mm, maybe this has just a little bit too much meat on it? No, 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 not ever. Because I do I like... Am a, I like I'm a meat... Go I'm ahead. a meatitarian. I've a meatitarian, raised, yes. Be, I am a meatitarian. I have raised being a carnivore to a philosophical level. That might be the title of the show, being a meatitarian. Meatitarian. Yes, I like that. But but I like the the taste of tomato and cheese and lettuce, especially oh, yeah. good slices. And I've had burgers where it was so much beef on it that it just kind of overkilled all the rest of that. To me, the limiting factor is really your mouth. <laughs> how, big, how, how much <laughs> if you, if, fitness, if, you know, I'm mean, being in into bite. fitness. Yeah, making in, sure in, you in fitness all in. Yeah, yeah fit, fitness all in. Yeah. If, if, if I can get all of that wonderful goodness into one bite i like the way you think mm-hmm. yeah then then it's not enough it, it, it's not too much meat right you know if you can get if you can get your let's see i like and i'm pretty much any sandwich i like my lettuce tomato onion and i like onion, whatever yeah. sauce it is yeah onion whatever sauce you're gonna put on that i like a generous amount of sauce i like a moist sandwich um, but if you can get all of that into one biteful, yeah, then no, it's not too much meat. Okay. So so it's really subjective to the mouth. Okay, that makes sense. And I I know people that can got pretty big mouths. <laughs> right. We, we might talk about a few of them here in a minute. No, I'm kidding. Um, I will say this. I I can do without. Actually, Sarah kind of got me into this way of thinking. She kind of destroyed it for me, almost. Uh Uh-oh. I asked her one day, and I was like, you want cheese on your burger? She's like, no, that takes away from the taste of the beef. And I got to thinking about it. 
she's right. It, it does kind of a little bit, maybe 10%, diminish uh, the, the flavor of the beef. Which is okay if yeah, there's you plenty have of beef. A, well, there, yeah, number one, there's plenty of beef. Number two, uh, if, if it's a really extraordinary cheese. Well, yeah, yeah, something really nice, elaborate, uh, exotic cheese, maybe. I, I some, some Something that you'd spend more than 99 cents for in the prepackage, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But, uh, so I've, I've kind of, uh, occasionally, I eat more burgers without cheese than I do burgers with cheese, and that's, that's unheard of for me. This is how marriage changes you. <laughs> uh, in one of one one of the ways, one of many 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 ways. Don't worry, Jason. It's an improvement. But the uh, yes, but the other nice thing about being married is Sarah would kill me for saying this. You can eat all the onions you want on your burgers now. <laughs> You've already locked that contract in, so you're good. So anyway, back to the business. This, this and, if, and if she's worth it, she might join you. Yeah, absolutely, and and nobody cares, you know. And Nobody that's cares. why they invent mouthwash and, and toothpaste. So, oh, I thought you were gonna say that's why they invented marriage. Well, yeah, well, they go. <laughs> let me tell you, mouthwash, toothpaste, and marriage go hand in hand. No, so, no, no. This is true. This is true. Yeah. That's that's the thing you don't get to. Uh, yeah. If you don't understand that, if you're married and you don't understand that. You're the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're the problem. Right? I was, I was going to say you need our prayers. We'll put you on our list. Yes, but you are the problem, right? So anyway, it's, it's like oh. right. That's like right up there. If uh, <laughs> every village has an idiot, and if yours doesn't, you are the problem. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, check us out on our fantastic website dot com. That's where all of our episodes can be found. VintageBiscuits.com actually goes to the same website. We got a great Facebook page, and we're doing some new things on it this la this last week. And because we started doing new things, Jim, I think the last show we did, I mentioned, I, I might have mentioned, we had like 530 some uh, members on our Facebook page, the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch. I think you gave me a little bit of an update since yeah. then. Yeah. Well, uh no, that was that's that's in my notes that that was the last one oh, that oh, we oh. mentioned was 537 members. But we did a contest last week, just a little one, and only had only had a handful of people participate. I think there was a total of 5 people that participated, but those 5 people drove our membership up to 610. Uh, 610 members now. That That's twice what we wanted by Christmas, of, or by the end of uh, the year last year. So, right. yeah, um, I'm I'm amazed, and we had a little contest that's, you know, if you invite five members, and it's all on the honor system, you type in your name, I invited five members, and then you get your name stuck on this computerized wheel that we would spin later. And if you did 10, we put your name on twice. If you did 15 or more, we put it on three times. And we had about, I think, five people uh, join that contest. Uh, one person put their name in three times. And we had a winner. Jan Westendorp won the contest. And we only did this over the weekend. It wasn't like a whole week-long thing either. And she won herself a Coca-Cola hot dog cooker. You saw the picture I, of that, yeah? I saw that. I was like, that is brilliant. You know, I gave one of those away about two or three years ago to one of our listeners, Joe, that guy, Martin. 
Oh. Yeah. So that that might be a regular prize we do along with the rubber chickens uh, and, and other neat stuff. I, I promised them in the contest it won't be a paper airplane or a, an, an empty Kleenex box. I'll, I'll send you something you like. And uh, after look, I, I looked for the, just the right prize, and that was the best thing I could come up with. Because who doesn't like a hot dog, right? Yeah, and and if if you just you're trying to make one for yourself, right? That you, that's like perfect. It, and I saw that it had like the bun. It does the now, bun, does it, bun toaster. Yeah, it toasts the buns on top of it. That is. Because who doesn't like to get their buns toasted? Right. It got. It's got four slots. <laughs> it's got four slots. Yeah, leave that alone. Two round ones for a hot dog, and then two um, like smiley shaped faced ones where you open up the buns and slide them in. That's and actually very I, cool. I real. I've given away two of those, and I want one myself, and I can't bring myself to pull the trigger on it for myself. One of these days. So, but uh, they're they're really cool, and I you know. Here's the thing. Even if you don't like hot dogs, you probably got kids or grandkids that love them. What a quick and easy way to make a snack. So, good stuff. Jim, you got your you got your caffeine on hand? I I hang on, hang on. Yeah, I got my my caffeine. I'm I'm drinking tea. I hear you typing you away in the background. What are you doing? No, what you, are you do up not to? hear me typing. No. Oh, what is that? Is that, that the rabbit? The, That's fluffy. That is the that is the mystical master foo. Foo master foo. Drink. The rabbit. Jim yeah, keeps but, a, but, a rabbit in but, his cage. Not in Jim's cage. In the rabbit's cage. Yeah, I've got a cage of my own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's actually not in a cage. We live oh, in the okay. house from time to time. But I understand. No, that, that is that is the mystical master foo. He's the one that's on the typewriter. Gotcha. He's in there writing his book, A Tale of Two Rabbits. <laughs> there we go. So uh, there's your oh, there's your caffeine. Yeah. I I can yeah. hear it. Feel it now. We also do have the infamous rubber chicken club on occasionally, on, on occasionally, on occasion, you can win a rubber chicken that squawks. I'll give you an opportunity to win a rubber chicken here in a minute. Or, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, I'll make it another prize this week when we play the secret word game. And we will, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll do that right after uh, we business here. We are heard on QSTAR FM. KKTY Tiger Country Radio, WBM Radio, Good Talk Radio, Leading Edge Radio Network, DeMarva Talk Radio, and ApexRadioNet.com. So you can go to our website, our fantastic website.com or VintageBiscuits.com, and you can click on the links to visit all those wonderful, beautiful websites. Now it's time to play the secret word game. Are you ready for this, Jim? I don't know, but let's do it anyways. Okay, let's do it. On the count of three, I'll mute Jim's headphones and then give you, the audience, the secret word. One, two, three. The secret word this week is vacation. The secret word is vacation. All right, Jim. Uh, Boy, I, I didn't really think of any clues for this beforehand, but we'll play it by ear. Something you, <laughs> Something you take when you really, really need to take it. You're, you're speechless. Let me see, maybe I should just move on to the second clue. <laughs> I can think I can think of some things, but I'm not sure we want them yeah, on the air. A beating is not one of them. So no, 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 no. I wasn't going to say a beating. I was okay. kind, of, kind of thinking of uh, oh. some some products from the uh, <clears throat> okay from the pharmaceutical aisle. Oh, okay, medicines. Yeah, no, nope, over nope. over the counter. Right, right. No, that's not not one of them. <clears throat> Okay, the next clue. 
Let's see. Um, it might involve, it could involve a swimming pool. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. This is not going in a good direction. No, I'm, I'm just giving, I'm throwing random things out here. First, really. you got to take it when you got to take it, and now it might involve a swimming pool? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It might involve an airplane. Hey, at least you didn't say snow. Well, it could. There's so many okay. things. That, okay. Unfortunately, my brain is going in exactly the wrong direction. Okay. So. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. Lead, lead me. Lead me out of danger, Jason. It 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 involve, uh the the word starts with one of the last ten letters of the alphabet. I'll say that. So, you take it when you need to take it. It might involve an airplane or a swimming pool. It might involve snow, depending on where you're going or why you're going. Oh, there, I okay, gave you a clue. Okay, so now Jim has resigned himself to the fact that he is not going to get this based on the clues. Now, no. I will let you in on a little secret. We paused here for just a moment What when he told me what he thought it was. Um, involving you take it when you got to take it. It involves a plane, a swimming, swimming pool, pool, and snow. And snow. And so you can let your own imagine go where Jim's did, and you'd be wrong uh, if you haven't, if you didn't know the secret word already. I'm glad I'm wrong. Yes, I am too. You know, I would never do that to you. I know, so. but after we, you know, this is this is like when you're you're cresting the top of the first hill on the, the roller, roller coaster, coaster yeah. ride. It, it, <laughs> it's like ah. It just goes out of hand, and you just know you're going to hit the ground. But we haven't I, yet, yeah. And I have no choices in right, the matter, yes. and that's what my brain well, did. And, and you are going to really flip at the end of the show. Remind me, I have to tell you the secret word at the end of the show, and then you'll and be referencing like, oh. the end of the, and referencing the end of the show won't be it. Yes. So anyway. you can't claim the you can't claim the revelation at the end. Well, I might as... tell you off the air. That's okay. what I'll okay. that's what I'll do. Right. Just remind me to do that. So. Boy, this has been fun. <laughs> so, anyway. Goodness gracious. Yes. So, anyway, um, let's. I'm going to pull up the tracker now, Jim, because I think we can get into some other normal stuff now. <laughs> the normal stuff. I got a joke for you, though. Yes. Why aren't dogs good dancers? Left feet? You got that. Did, did I awesome. already tell you this joke before? No. Oh, okay. Just- trying to guess it well hey at least you're on the right path this time <laughs> so okay i'm gonna delete we've that. already seen how wrong i can be. yes right <laughs> how do dog catchers get paid i don't know oh by the pound there we go we're, we're done you got any jokes for me um my wife told me to stop impersonating a, fl- a flamingo yeah i had to put my foot down no oh, there you go yeah i yeah. like that one yeah that's <laughs> pretty went- good I went to the store to buy some camo pants, but I... Yeah? <laughs> Which starts to explain why, you know, maybe Pooh Bear is actually wearing camo. I, I never noticed this. He's wearing camo. He I wore, like, he... red shorts. No, he wore a red shirt. You never saw his pants. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a red shirt. Okay. <laughs> Jim would know. <laughs> oh, bother. Uh, I, okay. fa- <laughs> I failed math so many times at school, I can't even count. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a handle on life, but then it broke. Yeah, that's how I feel. 2020, yeah, that's that's 2020 in a nutshell right there. 
This is going to be the year that went down in history that people, I think, uh, you know, we weren't prepared for. Uh, more than any other year, probably, in American history, that we just didn't see it coming. And and the, no, reason, and the reason for that which is... Which is bizarre we, when you consider the number of the year. 2020? Yeah. 2020, Honestly, never saw it coming. Th- yeah. That, yeah, I, I totally that's, that's agree with that. That's the joke that isn't funny. But you know what? What makes this different than say this thirty years ago? How would we have been able to handle these quarantines and lockdowns thirty years ago? There would have been no work at home jobs, or very few. I mean, you, you still would have involved the telephones, but no computers. Uh, let's say thirty, forty well, actually, years ago. Actually, yeah. we 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 know how we would handle it because we had the Spanish flu. Well, now, that was true. longer than thirty years ago, but it also took more lives. Were there lockdowns though? Were you, no, d- yeah. So did people? And the still argument go to could work? be made that that was part of the problem, but actually it wasn't. What was part of the problem was was some of the history and why it spread, why the Spanish flu spread. Um, was was because it was it was carried into a wartime theater where soldiers uh, didn't have proper heating or blankets, and so they clustered together around wood stoves. Mm-hmm. And in, in clustering together around those wood stoves to be able to stay warm, that's where it was transmitted, and it just went, pardon the, I don't mean this as a pun, but it, that's where it went viral. Right, yeah. So do you think, Jim, I'm hearing rumors that we are on the downhill slide. That thing, Do you think that's true? Do you think we're um, on the downhill slide? Downhill slide is as meaning that things are getting better. Well, things are opening up. Um, fewer places are requiring masks. So, and they're saying that, and, and I don't really, I kind of understand this, but the the, the curve is flattening out. Um, like th- less, I don't know. I, I'm hearing that while things are getting better socially, that there are some more cases of it being reported. So, I don't understand. It, you would think that if there's more cases of it being reported, the conditions of the lockdown would tighten up. But I think what it is is that people, the governments are starting to realize that, you know, we're not, the, the citizenry is not going to allow for indefinite lockdown. Well, and it's, here's the thing. I've got folks that I love and and I don't want to offend for the entire war, but for the a sake lockdown, of argument, you will. <laughs> well, I, no, it's 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 a reality that right. we don't get to escape. And here's the reality: you can't stay in lockdown indefinitely. I would whether agree with whether that. whether we have a second whether we have a second wave of this, whether we don't, whether it gets really bad or it doesn't, you you've got to get out. You've got to uh, make a living because if you're not dying of the virus, then how are you providing for your family? Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to pay your bills. You've got to be able to put food on the table. It's not something that we can just take a pass on. If it was for social reasons or not going to the theater or whatever, fine. I get it. There's some things that we can forgo, but there are things we can't forgo, and getting out and making a living is amongst those. And and since everybody right. makes a living in a different way and has a different level of contact, that in some cases is just absolutely essential to whatever it is they do for a living we you can't maintain a lockdown 
forever. In, in fact, you can't even maintain a lockdown indefinitely. There has to be a scene end to this where people can start saying, okay, that on the basis of this, I'm going to, I'm going to buy supplies for my business, or I'm going to buy products to turn around and sell uh, at retail. There comes a point at which you have to be able to predict when we're going to end this so that people aren't, 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 aren't going bankrupt or, or failing to be able to provide for their families. There's got to be an end to this at some point. Yeah. And how, how do you define, and I'm, I'm, this is a rhetorical question. How do you define, if your job is essential or not. Well, if you work in a bowling alley, your job, which provides you income to support your family, is essential to you. Yeah. It may not be essential to your patrons, but without their desire to play, you know, play a game of bowling, uh, do, do a little bowling, uh, that then they that's what feeds you. That's what puts food on your table. So in essence, I was thinking about this when all this started. What job isn't essential? in some form of aspect. I can't think of one single job that is not essential in some form or fashion. And I, I get I get kind of tickled that, you know, and, and Jim, I've even heard you say it, and that's fine. I'm an essential employee. Yeah, we all are. Um, some are more essential than others during this time. You doing what you do is extremely essential um, because of you people eat uh, because of me. In a different way, people eat. I recruit people to work at home. That provides them a, an income. So, that being said, I think every job in some form or fashion is essential. And the lockdown, I, I get that there are medicinal reasons for it, but I also think there, that when you look at the big picture in reality, 10% of the reasons for the government imposing a lockdown is for medicinal reasons. And I'm giving it a lot. 10%. 90% is for political. It's control to see what they can get away with. And I know well, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but think about what has happened. Think about what has happened when a governor closes down a, a movie theater so some people in the community, this has happened here in New Mexico, decide to get together and start a drive-in theater. And the governor, you know, you don't even get out of your car and the governor shuts that down. See now that's if you're sitting there and you're going through the the you're maintaining the social distancing the people that you aren't socially distanced from in 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 that situation are people you already live with or in my case I sleep in the same bed with you know right breathe in the same air um i i mean there's yeah it's <laughs> and it, it's ridiculous and the snowflakes well, are out there taking you know, in our case here in town, you know, taking pic. If you walk into Walmart, you got to watch yourself because somebody will take a picture of you if you're not wearing a mask and put it on Alamogordo name and shame website. Well, what immediately kills that is the is the protests and the riots. Yeah. Why is it? But if a month ago, if all of this stuff was so essential. To the point that we're gonna we're gonna close down churches. We're gonna do all of these other things. Um, if all of this is so essential, then why aren't the police dispersing protesters on the basis of yeah. you're not social distancing? I uh, Yesterday, I was out in uh, Troy, Michigan, near the Somerset Collection, um, up near 16 Mile and Crooks. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I went to pick up some food at a at a Thai restaurant right there, and I see all mm. these police cars, and I go, hey, what's all that about? In my head, I'm thinking there's been an accident. You know, when they when there's been a death in a, in a car accident, they shut everything down in the police station. I thought maybe that's what I was looking at. Oh, no. I picked up, you know, the, the, the fellow at the, at the Thai restaurant says, no, I think it's the Black Lives Matter thing. And I oh, go, oh, come, don't get come me started. I, I got two. And the, so, go ahead. Well, so I, uh, I, I grab my food. I get in my vehicle. Unfortunately, the, the restaurant had a rear access back through a neighborhood, so I didn't have to go out onto the main road. Uh, but as soon as I stepped out, here I see hundreds of protesters filling the streets. Um, right. of of 16 mile like four or five lanes of traffic uh westbound on 16 mile and um okay where's where's the outrage about social distancing there right no to make your to to, to reassert your point there comes there comes a point where you realize that these things have exceeded their their original reason and mandate and that they really are just being exploited for political purposes Absolutely. And I got to get something off my chest here. I saw a picture on Facebook this week of a young lady, a Christian lady, holding a Black Lives Sign Matter in a protest, wearing a mask. This is somebody fairly close to me. Um, and I, I was so disappointed. And I'm like, you know what? Here, here's if you want, if you want to and take the problem. And the problem is not. Well, that black lives don't matter. Right. The, well, first of all, all it's lives matter. It's that all lives right. matter. But Thank here, you. Here, as a Christian, if, you, if you're if you doing this, if you're supporting this movement, having a picture of yourself with a, with a sign that says black lives matter, more power to you. But before I see that on your wall, I better see you with a sign outside of an abortion clinic. Thank that, you. Yep. I, I got no respect for somebody, a Christian, who and there are people who have their own personal campaigns and and that's fine i get that i have my own i like to eat pistachio nuts i really do but more than i would give up all pistachio nuts in the world if we could do i I don't know where i get that analogy if we could do away with the abortions in this country well if if i can make a parallel sure yeah i'm sure yours Um, will be better than my pistachio nuts i was i was in a church um, and heard young fella start to talk about, well, I, I, I feel we need to be socially more responsible. Well, his idea of socially more responsible was uh, a discussion on global warming. Okay. And I'm sitting here going, you know what? I, few people <laughs> love nature more than me. I would okay. attest to that. Yeah, I would agree I can, with that. I can go out and I can identify plants for food and for uh, medicines, and I spend more dirt time than 99.9% of all of these so-called uh, uh, th- these people that are concerned about the wild. They don't even have knowledge of the subject. I actually go out into, and I spend some dirt time out there. I'm a dirt ninja, okay? Um, <laughs> so few people are going to appreciate nature more than I will. All right. But I'm sitting here going, and, and this is what I ended up telling him. I will hug every tree you want to put in front of me. Get rid of abortion. Deal with the abortion issue first. Make innocent lives matter. 
you know, not to, not to get too biblical about it, but the Bible talks about like seven things God hates, very few things God right. hates. But one of them is hands that shed innocent blood. And if we can't put that in perspective, and I don't care whether the innocent blood is the unborn or whether the innocent blood happens to be an adult uh, that's got a police knee on it. Innocent blood should not suffer, period. But if you can't make if you can't make any better of a uh, of a case than than that, if you can't set priorities there, I'm not right. interested in anything else anybody has to say. You know, here's something else to think about too, Jim. Let's take this a little notch deeper. And I, we're going to get a little um, doctrinal here for just a moment. Uh, for the sake of our listeners, it's something that we do on a rare occasion, even more so than we're doing now. But as a Christian, the Bible teaches that once we become a child of God, that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, it abides with us, and it guides and directs us. And that includes maintaining a focus with perspective, uh, with, uh, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? A focus with priorities. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, there is some sense of priority. Yeah. So if your priorities are out of whack as somebody who claims to be a Christian, then maybe the Holy Spirit is not dwelling with you like you claim he is. And if if that's the case, then you need to question your relationship with Christ, with God, your maker. It's it's true. And And the thing is, is that... Not to go too much further, I don't want to carry this further than it, but remember that in when we stand before God, there comes a point where there's going to be many in that day that say, but Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and have we right. not done many wonderful works in thy name? And he will and say, the response, and he will say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. And somebody says, "Well, don't don't judge, don't judge." Well, I got two. I'm not. Got, yeah, I'm, well, I'm encu- no, it's we're okay. encouraging people to question that. Question, judge themselves. Yes, judge but themselves in that. Two things: the Bible says, "By your, by their fruits you shall know them," and it's talking about other Christians and other teachers and such. But it also says, uh, and I, I don't remember the chapter and verse right offhand, but it says, "He that is spiritual judgeth all things." So um, there you go. And I, I guess we'll just leave that on the table right there as it is, if that's okay with you. Um, no, I'm good with that. The only, if I could add one thing, okay, that just seems to typify, <laughs> that seems well without the, this. This might be a convenient ending point without okay going any deeper. Is is actually let God have the last word. There you go. Um, and I'm thinking Ezekiel 16:49 says, "Behold, this was the iniquity of their of, of thy sister Sodom." Right. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Which, which brings me, let's, this is a good segue into this. You've got a new podcast. I do. Yes, you do. It is called The Knight's Chapel? The Knight's Chapel. Okay, Jim is doing his own podcast. This is great. I love it. Um... And you will hear a lot more about what you just heard in the last few minutes, that type of conversation. Not so much the, the politics, because I right. do, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have this be relatively politics-free. Right. No, I get uh, um, that. As, the, as, as moral and spiritual issues may intersect politics, I reserve the right to weigh in on that. But my intention is to be relatively politics-free. And uh, and just deal with some things. Um, 
apologetics doctrine, doctrine theology. Um, yeah. Yep, eschatology, but with a particular which is not. I found focus. out this week that eschatology is not the study of fish. Yes, that's ichthyology. <laughs> Thank ichthyology, you very much. right? I just want to make that clear. So anyway, um, but uh, but there's a particular focus, and I, I hope that this is the this is the the catch, the hook that that draws people in, is that all of those things in our circles have been handled in. Uh, a kind of a database, or in some case, even a fear-based perspective. Um, but as I read the scriptures, every single fact in the Bible is, to my satisfaction, God revealing something about his beating heart, right? his love for humanity, and his love for his children. Now, yes, at some point, God has to judge, and truth has to be acknowledged. But where a person stands with regards to that line is a matter of their choice. Um, so my my object is not to just be love love love. Not going the Joel Olstein route here. Oh, okay, we, one to one one Joel Olstein is one too many. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so my point is is that I want to handle the particulars of truth, the doctrines, the apologetics, and all of that. But I want to do it with a particular sense of the love of God that permeates all of it without mixture okay and and that's and that's that's kind of the beating heart but it's the knight's chapel uh what i found out because of the uh platform that i'm on Mm -hmm. i'm on the anchor platform anchor.fm which later on uh will get you transitioned into uh apple itunes and that sort of thing there's a way to do that on there i'll get that with very with you on that too so no that's awesome one one thing though uh that is already happening is that because i'm on anchor uh, they automatically put me onto Spotify. Right. Yep. So the Knights Chapel can be found on Spotify. Uh, what I did notice when you go into the search engine, you do want to capitalize the Knights really? and Chapel. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that that might actually matter. But the Knights Chapel, um, it's a half hour podcast, three ten minute segments. I hope and mean for them to interrelate. But I've got my first episode up. Please, if you would, give it a listen and a like. Yeah. So um, we'll segue from that and get into our regular topics now. Um, I will say this, Jim, we're going to talk about the unemployment. About two or three weeks ago, the current unemployment rate was 18.7. And I believe that was the highest it's been since the Great Depression. I just just Googled it. It is currently at 13.3. So it's getting better. Yep. So I came across that same information uh, yesterday. Had a little bit of a conversation about it with a coworker. Yeah, but yeah, and they said that it was the biggest drop in unemployment since 1939. Yeah, the biggest drop Ever. from 14.7 to the 14.7 to 13.3 ended up being the the biggest net drop that we have we have seen since 1939. Well, here we are in 2020. It'll it will get better. Uh, we'll go. I think before we were at one point uh, six or I believe we're six or seven percent before all this nonsense happened. I say nonsense because when you look at the big picture, there's there's parts of it that aren't nonsense, but to me, percent of it is nonsense. And yet here I am, uh, subject of the of the king, so to speak, the you know the government, not any one person. And, and dealing with it. So, you know, we, we defy as much as we can, when we can, and how we can within reason and common sense. 
Um, Protest is allowed. Pro- yeah, but you can't return your shoes to Walmart, as we learned uh, in uh, last, oh last week's episode. So, anyway, um, so things are things are getting better. I I believe by the end of the summer, I I think if certain people have their way, we would have the new normal. I absolutely hate that phrase. I saw a guy well, wearing I'm, a I'm, T-shirt the other day that said, "This is the new normal." No, I'm going to tell you something about that. Please do. The, the, the whole thing about the new... Well, this is where I get to be the savage sage of the seven swamps. Um, the new normal? No. Not accepting it. Yeah. Um, as soon as you say the new normal, you are by violence. If, if, if the snowflakes get to claim violence, I get to claim violence. But, yeah. but that is a form of violence upon our psyche. It is trying to force us against our will to accept something that is not normal, never was normal. It's a manufactured thing, and it's an attempt to, apart from reasoning with somebody, to take over their thought process, a.k.a. brainwashing. Yeah, yep. Psychological okay, conditioning. I, That's exactly I what I was going to say. I will not accept this as the new normal. It might be a fact, but there's nothing about that, that 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 is normal, and I will not accept this as normal. I will not accept that language. Right. No, I I totally agree, and I I I'm so sick of it. I am. I just everything about it. I walked into uh, Sarah and I were in Phoenix, Arizona last week, and. The dining, uh, the dining set establishments were open, with with a few restrictions. Every other table and that sort of thing, uh, which honestly that doesn't do. One, I don't think it does one bit of good. If you think about how far a sneeze or a cough travels, it doesn't really do a whole lot of good. But hey, if it makes you feel better, uh, you know I'm reminded of the scene in Hear No Evil, See No Evil, uh, with the. Uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is blind, but he's driving while Gene Wilder <laughs> is directing him. And Gene Wilder says, I love the- keep your eyes on the road. And Richard Pryor says, okay, if it'll make you feel better, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. It is. It's true. It's exactly what we're doing. And uh, my, my, I thought you were going to quote the other line from right about the same place in the movie. What, where was that? Right, right, left, left, cows, cows. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of another thing that happened in Phoenix. The, which I'll I'll divert here just a little bit because it is funny. We're we're driving down the down the road. My wife says, "I'm going to close my eyes for a while." I said, "Okay." Two minutes later, I hear stop sign. I looked over. I said, "Hey, I thought you were going to close your eyes." <laughs> so, yeah, that didn't work out too well. So I love her. And we both laughed, you know. So. And this and this is and this is why he, he's sporting sporting a red hand mark on his face right now. No, no, no. no these are the jokes. These I know are the these jokes. are the jokes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, these, this smart aleck to me. But we we stopped in Phoenix. Um, because I had a hankering for Chinese food. I like that word, hankering. Um, hankering. Yeah. And a buffet. We wanted a buffet. So uh, there was one on this road we were at, and uh, I walked up, and it said, "No, nobody enters past this point without a mask. Well, I did, because I didn't know how old that sign was or whatever, and I was like, you can't eat at a Chinese buffet with a mask on your face. That's ridiculous. So I opened the door and stuck my head in, and I was going to ask the guy there, uh, standing behind the podium there, if uh, if it would be was a mask still required. 
I, st I stepped over the threshold, and as soon as I did, he had a mask in his hand and was trying to put it on my face. And, and I, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I pushed him, pushed the mask away. I said, I had a question. Never mind. Have a nice day. You answered it. And well, see, see that kind of that's the levels of control. Yeah. That I'm I'm sorry. You put your hands in my face. I'm going to put your, put my hands in your face. Yes. I, you won't I, like it when I do it because it'll be it'll be the end of the conversation. I could make a joke here about this virus and where it comes from, and the fact that a man from the same area, geographical location, was trying to put a mask on my face because of the virus that came for this particular country. But I won't. I'll let that joke be unsaid, and you can leave that to your imagination. You know where I'm going well, with that. Well, <laughs> this is where this is where you start to realize that stupid knows no ethnicity. Right. Well, that's true. But it was just kind of humorous. the board. It was just kind of humorous in my mind. The origin. No, no, no. The irony of it is. Yes, yeah, the irony. That, that's, that's not lost on me. That's 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 what I was trying to say. The irony. Taking a sip of my American tea. I love it. All right. Yes. So. Um, yeah. So anyway, hey, this this here's a here's another story. I found this interesting. I wish I had done this one. Seth was a younger man. A mom in the in the United Kingdom uh, was getting tired of her kids eating junk food all the time and raiding the sweets drawer, as she called it. Uh, she inst she went down the road and picked up a uh, she bought a vending machine used like off of Facebook Marketplace or someplace like that. Installed it in her home. She has all the coins, and if her kids want a snack from the vending machine, they have to do a chore first. And then, hmm. and then they, she gives them the money, and they go pick out what they want. I think that's pretty smart. Little, little un, um, un. Not I started not unethical. A little unconventional. Unconven yeah. I thought so. you were going to tell me that now they've got the cleanest neighborhood in seven counties. They, they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a can so. to be seen. Not a bad idea, really. I I, I uh, commend her creativity for sure. Is that something no, you would that's... you would have done if you'd have thought of it with your kids? It, maybe but your kids probably aren't junk food junkies either. Um, they they like their sweets, but they self-regulate a lot better That's than good. I ever did, or still do probably. <laughs> no, like and, and the thing about chores is is the, is they're they're they've got a really good attitude about chores. Well, that's, that's, you've, that's you've done I, well. No, I, I'd like to take credit for that, but I just got some awesome kids. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> they're they're just awesome that way. Um, they're awesome in lots of ways, but that's another conversation. Yeah, well, I my kid's pretty great too. I told my son we went on this trip last week to Phoenix, and uh, my son was staying here behind, and I was like, hey, you know what? Here's here's a debit card. Um, help yourself to anything in the house. Some things I didn't think I'd have to explain, but um. I, I have a sweet tooth. I do. And of an, a sugar-free ice cream bar is something that I value highly. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I've, I, we talked about this. I value it. Oh, no. It. It, it's, to me, that's, it's just there's nothing to compare it to. Um, I'm the kind of guy, if I like something, Jim will tell you this, too. If I like something, I easily get addicted. This is why I do not play lottery or slot machines, because it would be the ruin and the death of me and my family. And, and there's a story. I was once given some lottery tickets, and I'll tell you what. Um, but anyway, I, I bought six sugar-free, carb-free, uh, low-carb caramel and salt, sea salt ice cream bars. Stuck mm. them in the freezer. Oh, they're, they're good. 
They're, I could sit down and eat two of them at a time. So um, I ate one of them and had them tucked in the back of the fridge. I tell you, man, sometimes yeah. you get the urge to eat the whole box. Thank you, Jack Nicholson. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and, and I do. But apparently I wasn't the only one that had the urge to eat the whole box. I came back, and this is something kids do. I don't know if your kid does it, but I know other kids do it. I, it, it's hot. It, it got 104 degrees here the other day, 103 degrees the day before that. I'm working at my desk, not wearing a shirt. Thank goodness we don't have videos. Um, but I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm sweating. I got fans on me. I'm taking phone calls. I'm working away. And I thought, I'm going to get a break. I'm going to eat one of those caramel bars. Open up the freezer. There's the box. My mouth is is just, you know, getting wet. Aww. Yes. I reach for the box, pick it up out of the freezer, and it's extremely Aww. light. I oh, look no. in it, and it's empty. Yeah. So, I, yes. It's like putting an empty milk jug in the refrigerator. Who does that? What's wrong with you? This is not the new normal. And I, oh, I took a picture of the box, and I texted it to Seth. No explanation, you know. Just, there it is, you know. And I, I called him up later. I was like, hey. Are you diabetic? No. Am I? Yeah. Um, does that mean there are certain things I can eat that that you know I that I can't eat that you can? Well, yeah. I said, what about caramel, uh, carb-free and sugar-free stuff? Can, you know, yeah, you can have that. I said, so if you find stuff in the house like that, would you assume that's for me or bought for everybody? Well, that would be bought for you. I said, yeah. He says, I get it, Dad. About that. Yeah, about that. He goes, I I get it. It was hot, you know. And I calmed down. You get it. You get it. And But I was so disappointed because I'm in the middle of my work day, and it's not like I can just run down and pick up another box. And I got to thinking about that. You know, this is my son, my offspring. I love him. I wouldn't want him to be hot or hungry while I'm gone. Right. So I called him back. I said, look, I overreacted. I am sorry. It's just I was disappointed. You're welcome to anything you can find in this house. You know, but use your judgment. Use your judgment. And I'll use in mine. everybody's defense, when it's 104 degrees... <laughs> it's fair game. <laughs> well, no, well, I was going to say, when it's 104 degrees and you're, you're hot, you've probably dehydrated, you're looking for something to kind of take the edge off of it, and, and you, see, you see a box of ice cream. I see his moment of... Ah, right, and I see your moment of ah, and the only difference is is that yours ended up with the dramatic like yeah, <laughs> the dramatic music dun 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 dun, dun. you know um, more at like the end of brum, it, brum, brum. <laughs> oh yeah, goodness gracious. So needless to say, I went out and bought two boxes of them and took them out of the box, and uh, they're they're deeply hidden. Uh, in the freezer, um, I, I thought about putting them in a in a fish sticks box, but uh, decided just to hide them a little bit deeper in the, in the. We have two ice boxes, one that is, oh, he and I share together, which is close to my work desk, and that's where they were originally, and then we have another one where we keep the frozen peas and stuff like that. That's where they're at now. So he won't listen to this, so they'll be safe until I, <laughs> till I destroy them all with great you know passion. Probably one of the best things in when it's that hot and you're that dehydrated yeah you know what's probably one of the best things in the world i mean will absolutely bring the dead okay what's that pickle i've heard this oh goodness gracious it's it's a thing of beauty i like dill pickles yeah most mostly and um, in fact to the point that y you probably already know this but some years ago some of your smaller rural 
community yeah. sports teams uh, came to the conclusion that uh, uh, pickle juice was doing them better than like the Inter- sports drinks. like Gatorade and stuff. Huh, and so they would stop. They would stop at different restaurants along the way to get. And they were they did not distinguish between sweet pickles, dill pickles, or anything. They put it all together. And the, I guess there's been some studies since then and said no, it's actually better for you than. Interesting. Yeah, I found that really because the salt, the vinegar, the the sugars in it, the electrolytes, it's well, it just works at a whole other level. As a kid, when the pickles were gone, I would take the mason jar and just drain it. I didn't have a problem with that. I I liked, and it was the dill flavored that I liked. Yep. Uh, Did you ever do that? Just kind of pick it up from time to from time to time. Yeah. In fact, I've got I've got a jar. I've I've got a jar of just dill pickle juice refrigerator right now. It's one of the one of the big ones, you know, uh, like like the institutional sized, yeah, jar of pickles. Yeah, good I'm stuff. Drop some. Go ahead and pickle me some. Pickle yeah, juice. Hey, um, guess who recently had a had some birthdays this last month? And I was reading over this. Jerry Mathers, you remember Jerry Mathers from Leave It yep. to Beaver? He's 72 years old. Ah. Yeah, Dana Carvey, Dana Carvey. I still think of Dana Carvey from Saturday Night Live being about 30 years old. He's 65. Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? Yeah, I always think of that line, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Morgan Freeman is 80. Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah. There's a, a video surfacing, and I, w- I would have reposted it, except part of it was a little bit off-colored about the the you remember the grandmother sandy who opened the bottle the two liter bottle of soda and put the mentos in to see if it was true oh yeah i think and, so yeah more, there's a video of that that's been re-edited and morgan freeman the the real morgan freeman is narrating it and uh it's pretty funny but yeah um you get when do you have a birthday coming up i had a birthday coming you up. had a birthday came, okay yeah. it came and went it came and went I, I, that's right i'm i'm officially old i'm so old we spell it with an e O-L-D-E, yes. <laughs> and only with your quill. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you, can I say how old you are now? Yeah. Yeah, you're 51. 51. And I turned 50 in September. I remember as a kid, there was a guy at our church, and everybody's like, oh, it's his 50th birthday. And I thought, holy smokes, that guy's lived a half a century. And I told him, I said, man, you've been around a half a century. And he said, you know, Jason, I was about eight years old at the time. <laughs> he said, I was feeling pretty good about it up until about now. <laughs> up until the time you said that. But you know what? Half a century, that's in the, in the scheme of things, that's not, a century isn't even long. Did you? I read this last week that the last person to receive a Civil War pension died this summer. And, and yeah, yeah. And of course, that's not a Civil War veteran. That's the child of a Civil War veteran who, under certain regulations back some time ago that she was, no pun intended, grandfathered in, was able to receive that pension. And the last person receiving a Civil War pension died this summer. And uh, to me, that's just fathomable, uh, unfathomable. There is also, I read, about 30 people who are receiving. Um, pensions from the um, Sp- Spanish-American War from 1898. Uh, I think that's right. I, and I'm a history buff, and right now my mind is a little muddled. But uh, that that's amazing to me. It really is, considering that even all World War One veterans have have passed away. Did you ever know any World War One veterans growing up? 
Jim? We just cut up for a second. Oh, okay. Um, actually, World War One veterans. I don't know. I know, I've known folk enough to have been there. Yeah. But uh, to know if you knew I any veterans? No. I knew one. My great grandfather Wall, who was an interesting man. Um, I've heard different stories about what he did. One, um, I don't know what's uh, true about him, what's not. Uh, different stories have been passed down. I have no reason to believe that any of them are false, uh, but who knows. But I knew one, and I remember as a, as a kid him talking, I do remember him talking about being in a foxhole and shells coming overhead. Uh, to hear that firsthand from a World War I veteran is pretty amazing. I remember my other great-grandfather, uh, who was not a veteran, but he lived through some fascinating times. He was born in the uh, 1890s and died in the late 1900s. But it was fascinating to my son that I knew somebody who was born in the 1800s. And uh, looking back on it, now it's kind of fascinating to me too. So, But uh, I remember as a kid, my dad telling me when he was real little, he remembers going into a nursing home and there was a couple of Civil War veterans there. And to think that my dad knew somebody or, or met somebody that was in the Civil War, that, that was amazing to me at that time. But in the early 40s, that wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Probably, you know, what it would be like to for World War II veterans today. So, the World War II veterans are, are dying out as well. And certainly the Vietnam veterans are, are getting up there in age. A lot of them are very, very active in, in their lifestyles now. But uh, was your was your dad or your grandfather or any of them veterans? Um, I had I had uncles that okay. um, that served. In fact, my uncle Harrison uh, story I was told is his uh, his hands. Interesting. He had he had one of those hooks that would open open and close. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved Uncle Harrison. He had this voice that sounded like sounded like Mister Haney. Which war was he in? He told. I think it was World War Two. Ah, okay. And he told. He's one of those fellows. He get up in church and go to pray for the offering, and he'd be like, "Bless those that have and those that have not." And you wanted to laugh, except that it was from the heart, and this is who he really was. Yeah, so you, yeah, you I understand. You don't ever want to disrespect See, that. If I was your uncle Harrison. And somebody said, were you in World War II? I'd look at him, smile, and say, well, you might say I had a hand in it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that, that would be me. So, it, sounds like, yeah, it sounds like something he'd say, too. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah. So, the, the vet, and, and for any veterans that are listening, we mention this occasionally on every show. We have great and deep admiration for you. Don't, Absolutely. Don't let what's happening today take away from the value of what you did to serve our country. Our freedoms are being eroded. Um, you know, when they're trying to regulate free sp free speech, I mean, th there's no doubt about it. They're wanting to regulate what you can post on the internet. Even where you work sometimes, you can't, you got to be careful about what you say. I, I knew people uh, where I worked once that uh, rumor was that uh, they were taking down people that had American flags on their desk uh, were, were being told to take it down. There's a lot of ridiculousness, but as a veteran, what you did was important. Think how far we would be down the drain right now if it wasn't for those people that served to help preserve those freedoms. If we didn't have you people doing what you did, we wouldn't have a basis 
of value uh, of the value of our freedoms that we have to uh, it, it definitely had a hand no pun intended you had a hand in it um and we we are grateful and thankful so hey be sure to check out jim's podcast i'll mention that again the knight's castle and uh knight's chapel chapel not castle now i was thinking i was we were looking at homes in phoenix and i found one for eight point something million dollars and it looked like a knight's castle and that's kind of what been stuck in the back of my mind every every room had a skylight that was made out of stained glass it was beautiful that's awesome even had a helicopter pad a quick uh, 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 encouragement for our veterans before we get too far away yeah a breitbart news they actually have an article out on it yeah um there there have been two million first time gun owners in the first half of 2020 alone so when you wonder whether uh, our freedoms were worth fighting for or whether people get it let that number roll around yeah that's a that's second. a good thought that's encouraging people do get it and every time you buy a handgun or a rifle whether you realize oh. it or not you're making a political statement a liberal cries yes <laughs> there's actually there's actually a gun let oil. it rain let it rain <laughs> there's actually a gun oil that is branded liberal tears uh yeah i love it yeah so that's you, you, that's amazing you can oil I, your i've got to get me some of yeah. that <laughs> you can oil your gun with liberal tears so <laughs> I, <Annie. laughs> i'd put that stuff on my salad right <laughs> yes by the bucket. <laughs> oh there's san antonio and george oh, it, it is time to close down i would like to remind you to make a friend this week spend some time with your kids let them eat the ice cream bars uh, Jim, please keep your Amber Alerts on. The life you save may be someone that you care for. Have a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and sterile. Use your common sense, but don't be overcome by the fears and stupidities of the snowflakes. That's a good note to end on. You all have a great day. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. 